Morning. This is always a really sweet morning for me. It's usually a very small group like we have today. And it's very intimate and very personal and such a powerful way to move towards the Easter season and into spring. So I just want to thank you for making time. I know for some of us that came from a Catholic upbringing, this this particular morning was always a powerful morning. It was a morning for me as a child that I got up very early, earlier so that I could be there before school. And it always felt like there was something really special about this morning. And that has continued to be part of my life. So I am delighted that you would make the time to spend this morning with me and um, hopeful that this time that we spend together will help us all move towards our own personal sense of resurrection in about six weeks. So thank you. This morning I'm sharing this opportunity to be with you with Reverend Roger, and it's such a delight to have him here. Um, He is working on a class that he'll be kicking off tonight on essential spirituality and has spent the last several weeks really working with Charles Fillmore's uh, book, How to, how to, I was going to say, how, how to make a true Lent. That's yes, not that's quite it. Keep a true how Lent. to keep a true Lent. One word often, it doesn't sound quite right. So I asked this morning if he would begin and uh, share a little bit of what he's learned and what his own observations are. So, Roger. Good morning. So I'm just going to read a little bit from this, and, and I want to plant an image in your, in your mind about Lent. The word Lent comes from the Anglo-Saxon word for spring, which is derived from a verb meaning to lengthen. Lent comes in the spring when the days become noticeably longer. This annual season of fasting and prayer and penance has been observed by the Western Church since the first century after Christ. It has, in most recent days, it has been kept 40 days after the example of Moses and Elijah and the time that Jesus spent in the wilderness. The first day of Lent is called Ash Wednesday, from the custom that prevailed in the early church of sprinkling ashes on the heads of penitents on the first day of Lent. Ash Wednesday comes 46 days before Easter. There are six Sundays that do not count towards the 40 days because they're feast days. Easter, which we'll get to eventually, commemorates the resurrection. It comes from the Anglo-Saxon word Easter, the name of the goddess of spring in whose honor a festival was celebrated each April. This is the image that I want to implant in your head and just invite you into. It's a beautiful image. Lent is a season of spiritual growth, a time for progressive unfoldment. I don't even know if the word unfoldment is a real word, but this idea of unfoldment, I want to plant that image in your head today. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get defensive, I get protective, I get mm, distance, evasive ball up and a little ball of anxiety and stress and tension. And I'm not living out of a very divine mind kind of place when I'm like that, am I? I get all balled up. You can't see me. You don't get to have access to me. 
And Lent, Fillmore says, is this time of unfoldment. Can you see that image of going from this defensive, protective little ball of anxiety to spending 40 days opening up? Progressive unfoldment. So I want to... um, I want to plant that image in your head this morning. He says, The desire to excel is in all of humanity. It's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which ever urges us on through earth towards heaven. It should be encouraged and cultivated in the right direction. As day after day, we steadily adhere to our firm resolve to follow the steps outlined for the Lenten season, we discover that we're building on a firm foundation and we're mounting into a higher consciousness. We're unfolding into our divine self. We come to know that Christ is indeed with us and is resurrecting in us his realization of light and life and substance. One of the things that I love about this particular morning is that there are places as we move through the sacred year where Christianity and the earth-based faiths cross paths, where what is taught fits one with the other. And so this morning I want to talk about what Roger just expressed about the sense of unfolding, and I want to remind you where you are on the wheel of the year. What is happening to the earth below our feet? Because We are walking on that earth, not in a parasitic way, but in a deeply connected biological way. We are one with the earth. We are not stewards of nature. We are not, we don't have dominion over nature, but we are nature. Just like any other creature that lives here, we are one with the planet. And so as the earth changes, so do we change. And we have been on a continuous journey. It's a very cyclical journey. We make this journey every year, over and over and over. So we start in spring, and we grow into something, and we move into summer, and whatever that is, we're growing, brings forth fruit, and then we move into fall, and in fall, we release the leaves and the things that we no longer need because they've already done their work in our lives. We're in the season of winter right now, approaching the beginning of spring. And this is the last season on the wheel of the year. And we've been in the time of quiet and dreaming. And something amazing has been happening around us during that time. So in the fall, we released a part of ourselves. We released what didn't serve us. We released old ideas. We released old old creations that As we went through the creative process, we never quite completed. We released ideas about people, um, thoughts, and ways of being. And it's very easy to consider when you release those things that you're casting off a part of yourself. But life doesn't work like that in a biosphere. In a biosphere, everything is connected, always connected, and nothing gets cast off. We can't move anything far enough away to be away from us, can we? Because if we move it out of us, it goes to the planet. If we move it from the planet to the air, we're breathing it. If we move it off the planet, it becomes one with the universe that we exist in. There is no other place to leave a part of you behind. 
So when we release, what we're actually doing is handing something over, saying this in its form no longer serves me. Let it be transformed into something different. Let a divine hand, a thought in divine mind, transform this that I am willing to release so that it can be new. It can become nourishing soil for me to grow in. So on Ash Wednesday, we celebrate the nourishing soil. Because during the winter, when the earth gets covered in snow and we're in the silence, all the leaves, everything that was nature from spring last year and all through summer was broken down. And it became the ashes, didn't it? It broke completely down and became nourishing soil. And Roger is talking about this image of being tight, being rolled up in a ball, being tight. I want to give you the image of a seed. Down beneath the earth is a small seed, and it's wrapped in its hard protective coating, waiting. Life in there is waiting to burst forth, just waiting for it to get warm enough, for the soil around it to feel right, for some little spark inside to say, it's time now. It's time. Come out of your shell. And what happens to make that happen is that the snow sinks down, the snow and the rain like we had, sinks down into the earth and softens the shell. And the same thing is happening to us in this 40 days. We're in a period of softening. We're in a period of preparing and paying attention and being ready to come forth, being ready to stretch our leaves out and reach our face to the sun. And so this 40 days that we dedicate to this process is important. That little seedling is sitting in silence. So one of the things I want to invite you to do during the season of of Lent is to make time for silence, to observe your words and measure how much you talk when you don't need to. To really put yourself in the space of paying attention to what's happening around you. How nourishing is the soil you're sitting in? What is around you that you could be capturing in a gratitude and appreciation if you were paying attention? What is softening you to make you ready to unfold? What gentleness are you missing? What kind words have you not heard because you're busy speaking? What embrace have you failed to step fully into because you were busy thinking into what the next thing was to be said? So I invite you to use this time to measure your words, to use them powerfully and effectively when you do, and to notice when silence is more powerful. And as you do that, something will happen around you that begins to tell you it's, it's time. There is a softening coming. There is an opening coming. There is an awakening coming. And you'll begin to feel it. You'll begin to feel yourself reach out into the world differently. Because when we listen and we find the softness and the gentleness and the kindness in life, we are not afraid anymore. 
we suddenly find that it's a safe thing to reach out. And even when we're surrounded by people who choose to be harsh, in the silence we find our wisdom that allows us to step back, to know that we have an awareness of what's going on around us, and to trust that we have the guidance to move forward. And we'll talk more about that as we move through this month of wisdom and what discernment means. How we discern when is the right time to do what we're doing. So today you'll receive ashes. And the ashes have been blessed and they're very simple. They're ashes from palm leaves mixed with olive oil. There's nothing magical about this. Except that they are a reminder. They're a powerful spiritual reminder You'll be marked with the cross on your forehead. So in the earth-based traditions, long before Christianity began, that cross had symbology. And it has the symbology has richened as it's been passed, as that symbol has been passed from one faith to the next. But in its earliest origins, it represented the seasons of the year. With the, top, with the short section at the top representing the shortest, uh, the shortest day, which happens at the winter solstice, and the longest section at the bottom representing the longest day, which is the summer solstice, and the crossbars representing the equinoxes, which are equal in length. So the symbol, you see it often in, in ancient cultures with a circle around it in the center which is representative of moving through the seasons of the year over and over. And this symbol is very powerful because it has such rich history. It's been used to express transformation from one faith to another for a very long time. So when you receive that mark, it reminds you that you continue on this cycle. And in the same way that we use that to symbolize the resurrection of Christ, the coming into the most holy divine self, it also symbolizes your own resurrection from last year to this year, from the last season of life into this new season. In a few weeks, we'll celebrate the, the equinox, and spring will be on its way. And we'll begin to see over the next six to eight weeks the very first signs of spring sprouting in the lawn and coming up around us. Somebody posted something on Facebook yesterday, one little tiny sprout, and I thought, the tenacity, you know, the tenacity of life is what we're moving towards right now, the transformative tenacity of life. So as you wear the ashes today, I invite you to remember your own tenacity, your own strength, your own moving forward, to recognize that the soil that you are planted in is rich and nourishing soil comprised of your history, where you've been and what you've learned and the wisdom of knowing what to keep and what to let go so that it can be transformed again. This is a continuing cycle for you, a continuing cycle for all of us. After we offer the ashes, which we'll do here in a moment, and I'll just invite you to come up, and Roger will stand next to me, and we'll place the mark. We're going to invite you to go ahead and take your leave. There will be no formal ending to today, because I invite you to take this time to go in silence, 
to simply leave in silence. And if you have someone here you want to hug, you want to be close to, do that in silence. But give yourself time this morning to really allow yourself to awaken what is deep inside intuitively. And let your words be chosen with great care. This service doesn't have a formal offering because we have a promise to get you to work on time. There is an offering basket. If you would like to leave an offering, please know that it's received with great gratitude. It helps us to support these kinds of special services. And that basket is on the back table. So before we do the ashes, and Roger, you can come on up. I'd like to invite you to close your eyes. And I want to read to you, and I'm going to read this three times, a very short little meditation that is in Rise Up, which is our Lenten book this year from Unity Worldwide Ministries. But it's very appropriate. And I'd just like you to be present to this affirmation. With the coming of spring... I prepare myself for new growth by intentionally fasting from that which is worldly and prayerfully turning within. To prepare myself, I observe spiritual practice of silence, prayer, and reflection. In the silence, I commune with God within and come home to the knowing of who and what I am. With every breath, I empty myself of thought, ambition, and desire to prepare for God's good message for me. In the silence, I wait. In the silence, I listen. In the silence, I know. From the silence, I am ready for new growth to occur. With the coming of spring, I prepare myself for new growth by intentionally fasting from that which is worldly and prayerfully turning within. To prepare myself, I observe the spiritual practice of silence, prayer, and reflection. In the silence, I commune with God within and come home to the knowing of who and what I am. With every breath, I empty myself of thought, ambition, and desire to prepare for God's good message for me. In the silence, I wait. In the silence, I listen. In the silence, I know. From the silence, I am ready for new growth to occur. With the coming of spring, I prepare myself for new growth by intentionally fasting from that which is worldly and prayerfully turning within. To prepare myself, I observe the spiritual practice of silence, prayer, and reflection. In the silence, I commune with God within and come home to the knowing of who and what I am. With every breath, I empty myself of thought, 
ambition, and desire to prepare for God's good message for me. In the silence, I wait. In the silence, I listen. In the silence, I know. From the silence, I am ready for new growth to occur. Gently open your eyes. And I'll invite you to come up one after the other. You can come down either side. And we'll bless you with ashes and wish you a beautiful, amazing, wonderful day. And thank you again for spending the time with us this morning. Thank you for carrying this blessing out into the world.